I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Never go back to the place you were happy. Have you ever heard that before? I've never heard that before. It's like a new to me, but I want to talk about it because it sounds really cool. Hey, if you're new here, welcome, by the way. I got to tell you, we talk about a variety of things here on this show. We shoot the breeze, we hit record, we see what happens. It's like Seinfeld. You never know what you're going to get. And so if that's something that you like, then totally join us. This is going to be a lot of fun. If you can't stand that and you're like, dude, I need something specific, has to talk about like one thing. This is so not the show for you. You totally need to go somewhere else. But either way, I hope you have fun because we're going to have fun. So let's rock it. Yeah. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Welcome. You know who else I want to welcome is Caffeinatrix. What's up? Hi. What's up? Hello. Happy to be here. How are you? Back again. Yes. I'm good. I'm so excited you're here again. I'm excited to be here yeah. on the show about nothing. The show. So was that a fair introduction that it's like, <laughs> hey, if you don't like this kind of crap and you want something, people are like, dude, if YouTube doesn't teach me something, if YouTube doesn't talk about one thing, if you go off on two things, like I'm out. I, and people are like that. I'm like, that's totally cool. I just wanted to warn you, like, this is not your show then. Yeah, or this podcast, is definitely, definitely a podcast slash show slash YouTube channel for a wide variety of topics to say the least <laughs> it's intentional i just want to say it's intentional i get people who are like man you just need to like pick something man stop being so flaky and i'm like dude you know what I, we talk about this too much i think but it's so funny how many people still even after i talk about this will come to me and say you're you're too flaky you're all over the place and i'm like you do realize it's intentional like i'd like to talk about that <laughs> i wouldn't call it flaky Unless you're like canceling on plans with people. Isn't that what yeah, flaky that's flaky. Means? Yeah, that is. It's totally like non-committal, whatever. I don't know. I Whatever. But I I appreciate that you like a variety of things. And I appreciate that all of you consuming the show right now like a variety of things. Thank you. Cheers to um, uh, Guava, Sao Paulo. Do you, do you like LaCroix? Mm, I've never had a LaCroix. Really? But mm. I will tell you one thing. I, I don't really like sparkling water that much, yeah. so not really my jam. But my obsession has been poppies. Have you had those? It's like a prebiotic, no. like little soda drink, and they make oh. alternatives to like sodas. Like they have Dr. Pop, which okay. is a Dr. Okay. Pepper alternative. Yeah. They've got cola. Um, they've got cherry or not cherry lime, lemon Sounds lime. I guess Ch- which would be like this, awesome. right. Yeah. They've got cherry limeade that I've I've yet to have a poppy mm. that tasted bad. Wait, so this is a probiotic soda alternative drink. So it's got the sugar and it's got other like soda like, but it's probiotic like a like yes, kombucha? kind of like kombucha. Yeah, okay. I think technically it's prebiotic. I'm not quite oh, sure what gotcha. the difference is, but I I'm pretty sure it does the same thing, but they're delicious. Yeah. They're like decently healthy for you, I would say. I enjoy drinking them. They make my stomach feel better. Mm, <laughs> I'm into the postbiotics. Those are the best ones. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, <laughs> or the I, antibiotics. Wait, no, that, that, no, I hate antibiotics. The antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is a great antibiotic drink. You're like, uh, no, you know, I agree with you on the stomach. I drink the synergy actually. So Miss Light, I and I love do that. those GTs. Yes, they are fantastic. I have had various kombuchas in my time. And I think I remember somebody had made like a home homegrown, whatever kombucha and it tasted like bile. It was disgusting. So like imagine really? throwing up. That's what it tastes like. And I thought this is so nasty. Well, I think this was somebody didn't know what they were doing. I, I don't know. Mm. So then I had some, this was probably many years later when I got over the whole, like, this is nasty. And then I tried, I think it was a local one that was a pretty mild, wasn't even really that strong. And it was more of a, more of a, like a flavored uh, sparkling water with kombucha in it drink. And I thought, well, this is really good. But then I was like, I don't know. And then my friend introduced me to Synergy, the brand, the GT brand or whatever. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this has got a kick. You know, it has like ginger, if you like that flavor that is. And guava is one of my favorites. Mango, pineapple. So good. Oh my gosh. So good. I love it. Stomach feel better. Totally does. Especially too when you're traveling and you're like, oh, I don't, you know, you know, when you travel, stomach doesn't always agree with everything because you're eating out all the time and things are just different. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? You don't have to be traveling. I don't have to be traveling (laughs) for my stomach to hate me. (laughs) Let's be honest. But the kombucha is like a little magic pill. I feel so hot girls have tummy troubles. That's, That's right. what they say. Yep. So do hot men. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> is that really a phrase? <laughs> hot girls have tummy troubles. Yes. Oh my gosh. We say it all the time. It's, it's all over <laughs> social media too. I think like, Oh, oh hot girls have, social media have stomach problems, have stomach issues. Which, so true. If I'm, everybody does, I guess I'm a hot girl. Cause I definitely have you. stomach problems. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. And, and, and yes, way to own that. Mm-hmm. So you like the sound of your voice and you think you're a hot girl. Well, that's good. I mean, yes, you go all in for the problems. Yeah. And you have so, so just own it. Do you want to start with the, uh, never go black to the place? Never go black. Lord Thunder would hate that. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord Thunder. I went downhill in a hurry. <laughs> never go back. Always go black. Never go back to the place where you were happy. Let me give a little background here. Story, story time. I was doing an interview. He was talking about being an immigrant and dealing with that and all that. And so he goes, you know, the, the phrase never go back to the place where you were happy because blah, blah, blah. And he went off in this whole thing. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, you never heard that before. And I said, I've never heard that before. And I said, is that maybe I just never have heard it, but I've never heard anyone here in the States use that phrase. Maybe it's common in the world. I'm not sure. Or maybe it's a different type of translation, but never go back to the place where you were happy. I got to thinking about this and caffeinatrix. I brought this up to you a few weeks ago and you were like, Ooh, I want to talk about that. Okay. I want to hear your definition first. What do you think that means? So when you first said that to me, um, my, my brain did go on a totally different uh, path and it's something that I've actually been thinking about a lot lately in, in moving around and being in different stages of my life. Um, like, as everyone knows, I, within, I guess a little over a year ago now, graduated college. So that was a big transitionary period for me going from the college period of my life to, uh, being in the workforce full time and having all kinds of free time on my hands and dealing with burnout myself. And so, um, especially never having lived in the Midwest, for those of you who live in the Midwest, the winters here are the worst in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Like I love Colorado and the winter definitely like in terms of snow and all of that stuff, it's, it's pretty intense in Colorado. It can be, but here it's just gray. 
all the time. And so lately I've been like, okay, where do I want to live next? Like in the next phase of my life, in the next job I have, what areas do I want to be looking into? The short answer is somewhere that's sunny most of the time for me. Um, But I've also just been feeling very nostalgic for like Savannah where I lived. It's Mm. sunny there all the time. Uh, Very nostalgic for Colorado and just being a Coloradoan, uh, especially when the Nuggets were in the playoffs or whatever. You don't watch basketball. I watched (laughs) for the Nuggets sake. Okay, good. Okay, And I watched uh, game five and I it was in Denver. Yeah. And I was looking yeah. at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I just wish I was there, like with my fellow yeah. Coloradoans. Yeah. And I was really missing like that camaraderie and just all of the nice people and the whole vibe of Colorado. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. I I really was feeling nostalgic for it and wanted to go back. It really made me miss being there. I understand. And so I wasn't even there that day. Oh, yeah. I was in Vegas and I was watching it on TV and I'm going, oh, man, I wish I was there right now. But I was yeah, there for the, the Golden Knights victory there. the next day for the Stanley oh. Cup. So that was nuts. But anyway. Nice. But I bet that was fun. That was really cool. But anyways, in thinking about where I want to go next and, and even thinking about Colorado, I'm like, I love Colorado. I would love to go back someday. I'm very happy when I'm there. But it is, I can't do it yet. My story and my life outside of the state of Colorado is far from over. Um, If I ever were to move back, it would be many lives later. Or maybe I'm settling down or something. Um, And so when you pose the question to me or the saying, more like, which I didn't know this was a saying, never go back to the place that you're happy, I took the route of... I'm constantly pushing myself out of my comfort zone. So if you're constantly seeking the place that you're, you're happy or you will be happy, um, you're constantly adventuring, you're looking for new opportunities. And that's kind of how I view it. If I go back to Colorado where I know I'll be happy, one, it'll never be the same, Mm -hmm. but two, I am just doing what makes me feel comfortable. And I'm not pushing myself to be uncomfortable once I become comfortable. And therefore, I'm not growing as much as I would be. So that's kind of like my thought process with that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. That was a very long-winded No, that was good. Response, I appreciate the story because but... it was good. to The illustration was actually very helpful. And you're actually right on the same track as this. It's You're, you're, not, you're not off. Because you were saying you thought it, you took it differently. But actually, you took it exactly what was intended. I was probably not explaining it correctly. Um, I I actually went back and listened to the interview with this guy that I did to hear. This was a totally different podcast, by the way, obviously not on the real Brian show, but um, I was listening to his explanation and I'm going to read this to you because I, just so you know, as you immigrate to other countries and all that, he was saying, you know, like a lot's changed. Family has moved on. If you move forward, you go without baggage and preconceptions. But if you go back to that place where you were happy, you go backwards, just like you were talking about, Caffeinatrix, you know? And so his whole point was, is that you have a tendency to expect people and things to be exactly the same as it was when you left, which of course it's not going to be. But you think that because that's what you remember, right? So expectations are high. You're likely not going to be able to meet those expectations. 
And so his whole point was to move forward and love what you have right now and, and love also what you had in the past, but realize that was in the past. So that was his explanation in the interview that I had. And I loved that because I got to thinking, how many people have I known throughout my life, especially, and this is something you're going to see more and more caffeinatrix, especially since college, which is really interesting. You go to college, you have that really, you're, you're, you're forced into a very tight knit community in college. You're all doing the same thing. You're all living in the same uh, phase of life. You're all, you know, you're, you're, and you're together, right? And so the problem you run into is that when you go forth out of college, that disappears, especially today. Um, now, maybe 50 years ago, I don't know. Um, communities, maybe that didn't happen. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like even when I was out of college, it, it was kind of like it is today. But I feel like even in the last four years, it's gotten significantly more individualistic because of the COVID effect and everything. And so I feel like when you get out of this common situation or common whatever phase of life you're in, everybody tends to kind of drift apart. But then you go, man, I really miss that. You know, I miss what it was like when I was doing that. I have a friend who, um, you know, moved out where we're at right now and he has been desperate to go home because, and he talks about the glory days. And he's just like, man, I just want to go back. I just want to go back. That's all it is. You know, it's going to be great because all my friends are there and my family's there. And, you know, I'm just going to go back to the way it was. And I'm like, it's never going to be the way it was. Like it, you're, you have this, there's no way, there's no way. Or like, this is something I don't, I don't know if you hear this or not. Um, maybe with your parents or whatever. I hear this all the time. Music of, of our pasts. So like, I feel like people listen to new music until they hit a certain stage of life. And it's usually not very old. And then that's it. Everything after that year is bad. And then everything before that year was fantastic. It's like, Oh, you know what? I didn't hear it with everybody. It's like, depending on what generation, you know, music died after the fifties, music died after the seventies, music died after the nineties, so on. It's just like, come on, guys. Mm -hmm. like there's so much good new music out there right now, which we might have to talk about new music later, but or same with like movies or TV shows or anything, you know, fashion. I don't care. You, you, you name it. Somebody gets stuck in a certain phase of their life, certain age. And that's where they, that's like, they stop growing and that's it. And mm -hmm. and it's a mental, emotional thing. And so then they start going back and saying, I wish it was like the old days or I would be happier if I went back here or whatever. But I hear it all the time. But the reality is, is that going along with what this guy said, that's not true. You will not be happier in the past. You will not be happier where you came from. You will not be whatever. So like never go back to the place where you were happy because you were happy then. But if you go back now, it's going to ruin the happiness and ruin all the great times that you had because now it's going to be a completely different thing that was not like the past. I feel like I'm like preaching to the choir now or, or being a dead <laughs> horse here, but I just see it all the time and I hear it all the time. And so it was fascinating for me and it was interesting to kind of go, I have really good memories of certain times of the year. I have very good memories um, with my cousins. I've talked about them on the show last year. We've kind of lost touch and, uh, and I'm sad. Like it's, it sucks. I, and I know they're busy and other things are going on and it just, it's one of those things where you just go, I, I miss what we had, even though it's only been a year, but I'm like, <laughs> I can't go back. I can't go back. It's what it is. So we got to move forward. And I think where you were even saying um, the way that you will be happy. And I'm going to put that in quotes because it's a complex emotion. 
Yeah. And life's not always happy. You can be, you know what? You can choose joy. I feel like you can choose joy regardless of the circumstances, but you won't always be happy. So if you move towards choosing joy, then the only way to do that is to continue to move forward. Be content with where you're at, love what you had and look forward to the future. I feel like that's the only way. Otherwise you will be disappointed. If you stay in the same place, also you're kind of stagnant. Um, at least I kind of feel that way. I look at a lot of the people who are from our hometown anyway, um, who have lived there their whole life and they haven't ever left. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you guys are just like missing out on life and that's their life choice. And that's totally fine. Um, but I was listening to a podcast. I think Steve Carell was the guest. Um, and he was talking about his departure from the office and which I'm wearing a shirt by the way. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I know I noticed it earlier. Um, but he was talking about his departure and why he didn't stay for the last couple of seasons. And it was because he was starting to feel too comfortable. And that's usually what makes him, uh, leave shows. Like I think he was on the daily show or something before, um, the office and he left that, um, as well because he was feeling comfortable and he knew that he needed to, um, push into a new opportunity that made him feel uncomfortable in order to grow. And so I think about that a lot and I'm like, okay, if I feel myself getting too comfortable in a job, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying this and I will sit and enjoy it and take my time there. But I know that as soon as I become too comfortable, I'm no longer growing. I'm becoming stagnant. I'm becoming um, just okay with everything versus if there's so much new, uh, I guess just new things going on in your life, you're moving to a new place. Like all of those are new experiences you're seeking out and you'll grow that way. That's a really interesting point. When you get to a point where you go, yeah, it's time to move on. Then I think that's a clear path. It's obvious. But I think a lot of people, they move on and they leave so much. So like we, I'm, I'm just going to, I never mentioned names. We had some friends that they had to move. They had to get out. There were all these, oh my gosh, you know, we can't live here anymore and everything else. And they kept explaining that the reasons why they were moving. Uh, and I was just kind of like, well, where you're going isn't going to solve any of those problems. You know, like they were talking about how bad the traffic was and they were going to a city with like 5 million people. And I thought traffic's going to be a lot worse. <laughs> They're like, this doesn't make any sense, you know? And so all of the reasons they were given were kind of like, eh, okay, well, I mean, whatever, you're going to do what you're going to do. Apparently it's the right thing to do. Now, all they do is complain about where they're at and say, we wish we had never come in the first place and wish we had stayed there. And so it's like, the grass is not always greener on the other side. In fact, it usually isn't right. And so part of the problem I think is that we're, there's a balance between it's time to move on. Maybe that's a job. Maybe that's a volunteer thing. I don't know. Right. But I think there's another thing to say that sometimes it's time to stick it out. And what do you, what are you leaving? What are you going to? And what are you leaving? Like if you're leaving a really tight knit community, you may not find that in the future. It's good to, be good with moving on sometimes, but I think it's also good to realize that if you do go, then there will be losses. And are you like, what's the pros and cons of each and which outweighs which kind of thing? Cause yeah, people yes. leave community very, very regularly these days and then they end up not having much community. And I know you struggle with that too, but I mean, you're not the only one. I mean, how many people have I known that have dealt with that? It's and community is hard anyway. Out there. It's yeah. tough out there. And linking back to the last podcast episode we were on too, 
like people are kind of antisocial these days. So it's difficult to, to meet people and get into those communities, especially when you do move around. But that is part of, uh, you know, growing as a person and being more confident that you can do those things and you can still find a community and, and proving to yourself that you can do those things. So I think it's important. Um, but another thing that I wanted to touch on, uh, because in the story that you just told about your friends who complained about the traffic and then just moved to like a more populated city, like that's just, it's comical because it's so absurd and it's like missing the logic piece. And I think that that has kind of been absent in a lot of decision-making for at least a lot of people that I know. Um, It's, they just (laughs) operate off of emotion and then, make a decision and then live to regret it because there was no logic involved. And I'm a very logical person. Like I, I definitely get analysis paralysis, I would say. So I'm almost too logical, like to, to a fault where it like paralyzes me. So I can't really relate to people who make the emotional (laughs) decisions because I'm so far the other way. But, um, like that just makes me think of like those emotional, Ooh, this would be cool to live here. And even though this doesn't make much sense, we can overlook it because we're craving this, this feeling it's going to give us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, you know, you're right about that. I feel like there's a definite balance between the analysis paralysis side and then the, you know, the impulsive. Cause I think sometimes it's like, yeah, let's just, Let's not plan it out. Let's be impulsive. Let's just have fun. I think there are definitely times for that. And I definitely think there are situations for that because sometimes you just need to be impromptu and have a good time. Other times you need to plan and you need to think about it. It's almost like the whole, even thinking about the future or planning for retirement, you know, et cetera, et cetera, for whenever you get older and stuff. It's like, yeah, you definitely, you want to be smart. You want to be wise, but you also want to live now because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow anyway. I mean, who knows? Anything could happen, right? So there's so many balance issues. I mean, balance is probably the hardest thing I, we all face. <laughs> you, but <laughs> so true. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. difficult. Well, I appreciate you talking about this because it was, it was just such a, to me, a profound statement that I was really starting to think about that, man, you know, do I do that? Do I start thinking about, man, I wish I, I mean, granted I've been here for a while and I like it and we, you know, we thought about moving, but we're like, no, you know, we like living here and all that. And it's so funny because whenever I travel, I always go, oh, thank God I live in Colorado. (laughs) It's amazing. Now, granted, there are other areas like what I like living in Hawaii. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, the the tropics, what I love living next to the ocean more than the mountains. Yeah, probably. But I like the mountains too. So I don't know. I, I I get more thankful for where I live the more that I travel, which is fascinating. And it's not even like there could be more beautiful places, but the people aren't as good or the like, for example, I love biking, right? So we have an amazing biking community here and and we have the infrastructure for it. You don't find that in most other cities. We have our power lines underground because they decided to bury them years ago because they were forward thinking. And while other cities are losing power during storms, we're fine. You know, it's like little things like that, that you just go, I'm really thankful for where I live. And I think that's also a good thing too. But regardless, we still like to travel though, because I like to go out and look around and see what's up and meet people and, you know, got to get down on, I like down in Savannah. Did you, did you have a lot of people that were talking like this down there? Like, Hey, welcome. Good. You were no, more like in the, the, no. the posh community or something like that. Oh so yeah. Like the, the ritzy. No, the stereotypical the like problems. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we were in that crowd. Uh, no, that was pretty stereotypical. Um, 
maybe that's more out in the sticks of Georgia, but in Savannah, you didn't really find people. But the Southern charm is definitely a thing. Okay. That's good. That's good. So mm-hmm. everybody's like on that dang um, suite down there. Come on, have some pie. Yeah, everyone is nice. That's cool. Well, I like doing a accents, lot of people are nice. I won't say everyone, but a lot of people That's are. Everywhere. <laughs> That's everywhere, you know? I'm curious. We haven't talked about music in a while, so Caffeinatrix, especially you haven't had any new music examples, choices, suggestions. I don't even know what you're listening to right now, so I'm just going to throw that one out right now. What are you, what are you listening to? Oh, gosh. I don't even know either. I have to look. your favorite band right now? <laughs> artist. Okay. I'm not, I'm not necessarily an artist (laughs) type gal. I kind of listen to, to this and that. Um, however, I am a big fan of Billie Eilish's new song. Oh, um, what was I made for mostly because of its use in the Barbie movie. (laughs) Did you watch Barbie? Listening to it. Of course. Okay. What's, what did you think? Cause you know, captain watched it. What did you think about it? So let me tell you, my, my coworkers and I, ever since I started working there, they, when we were all kind of first starting to get to know each other more, they would have conversations, like random conversations and pull me into it. And a lot of those random conversations had to do with toys we had growing up for some reason. And they were like, oh, did you have Barbies? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yeah, girl, of course I had Barbies. I had the Barbie hotel. I had the Barbie minivan. I had the Barbie cruise ship. <laughs> it was lit. That's awesome. The My brother ship? and I had the best time. <sighs> All those Barbies had places to be. They're staying in the hotels. They're going in the yeah. cruise ships. Yeah. Yeah. Was it they, like they had the best time? Did you have like the total war Barbie, you know, where it's like, massive battlefield and tanks and everything like that. And she's all dressed up and did you have that? The fatigues and everything? No, it was more posh. Okay. I would say like Savannah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. Hot Um, girls. Hot girls. So, uh, because we talked about that all the time, I brought it up and I was like, do you guys want to go see the Barbie movie? And so I rallied the troops and we all went to see the Barbie movie. It was four of us, the four girlies from the office. And we all dressed as a Barbie. I went as 90s Barbie, mall Barbie. Oh, nice. Do you have pictures? Mm-hmm. We do have a picture, but I haven't seen it. We took oh. a picture at the movie, but it wasn't sent to me. Somebody needs to send that to me. I got to see this. So I went as 90s mall Barbie. My One of my coworkers went as pastel Barbie where she wore like all pastel clothes um, another one, she never called herself this, but she wore a lot of black. So we were kind of like, is she going as goth Barbie? I don't know. Totally. Goth we'll Barbie. see. Sure. Why not? Yep. Um, and then another coworker of mine, she went all out in pink and wore a bright pink jumpsuit and pink fuzzy Birkenstocks. And it was an iconic look only to, to find out that in the movie, they had a whole part of the movie where all the Barbies were dressed in pink jumpsuits that oh looked gosh. exactly like the one that my coworker wore. Nice. And I was like, how did you know? Uh, but it was a great time. It was a very fun night. And we very much enjoyed the movie. We didn't know anything about the plot going in, which I think was true for a lot of people. Um, so there was... There is definitely a mix of many things. There was laughs. There was contemplating life. There was musicals and dance numbers. It was a wild ride, but I enjoyed it. Glad you liked it. You know, Captain's his take on it last week was that he loved it. 
Um, there were some agendas in there, but it was fun. And, you know, cause we talk about agendas a lot on the show that, you know, I go in wanting entertainment and, you know, I don't mind learning something, but after a while it's like, okay, keep the, keep the opinions to the political rants and keep the, you know, entertainment to the entertainment and stuff like that. I have not seen it. So I, I can't really say for sure, but he was mentioning yeah. that it's there and that if you're sensitive to it, you might not like that, but otherwise it's really good and it's really funny. It's got a good story and some good messages and stuff, which is good too. It was good. I did hear what he said. I listened to that episode of the podcast and I'm coming for him right now. We're, <laughs> we're fighting. We officially okay. have beef. Um, okay. Just kidding. We actually don't, but <laughs> bringing Bring the gossip it. to the real Brian show today. Um, I would agree. It, it kind of was preachy. Like it had maybe some agendas, but a lot of people are like, oh, it's like the war of the genders. And I don't, my take on it is that it's not so much that as just, it kind of highlights some of the struggles that women have had throughout generations and years mm -hmm. and all of the expectations that society has. And at the same time, like uplifting women for the things that they can do. And I think for me, playing with Barbies as a kid, I was like, yeah, they're just toys. Like it's your imagination, you know, you're creating a whole world around them. And while that is true, I think that um, there's a motorcycle gang going by right now. <laughs> hey, is this that? Is this that motorcycle gang? Yeah. Every time it's like, mm -hmm. we've talked about this. Yep. They go by. So if they do drive-bys or anything like water ballooning and all that fun stuff that, you know, gangs do. Um, not that I've seen, thank goodness. Okay. But there's a water they are really here. loud. Yeah. Water guns. <laughs> oh, and, there is. You know, they're they're real happy people and everything. Pool I, okay. noodles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's some noodles. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. When we were playing, we were just creating our own world with the Barbies, right? Sure. Oh, this is so and so. She's going to the Barbie hotel. They took a cruise to get to the Barbie hotel, you know? Like whatever it might be. I have no idea. My brother and I would just play with them. And um the thing about the movie and like what Barbie stands for is like uplifting women and helping them to believe that they can do anything. Oh, one last motorcycle. Yes. Um, <laughs> that they can do anything. And like all of the, the Barbies in Barbie land are like physicists or like a president and the whole like board of government is all women. And mm. it's not to say, oh, women over men. It's to say, look like this is possible society has told us historically like that it's not based on like gender roles but it's trying to tell like girls that they can be all that and more which i think is a good message yeah no that's good that's good i mean how many times do we say on the show here that i'm all about lifting each other up. And so, you know, we need to do that. And that's, that's a good thing is to say, Hey, look, this is the possibility here. Let's lift each other up. But yeah, it does come to, and again, I have not seen the movie, so I have no idea. It does. There's just a lot of entertainment right now that is pushing certain people down in order to lift others up. And I've said it before. That's just not okay. That's, that's not how we do it. That's just not, that's not going to win anything at all. Um, which then does go to, like you said, gender wars or whatever, you know, because then it's all about who's better than the other. Let's, let's go to war and fight and push someone down and bring someone up. But if that's not what's going on in the movie, then that's great. I'm, I'm glad that it's um, more about the possibility of lifting everybody up and that kind of, that's what, that's what we want, right? That's right. exciting. So, and that's my take on it too. Like I, 
I'm all for equality. Um, but personally, I didn't think it was like a war on uh, gender roles or like sexism or anything like that. Um, that was my interpretation. But I have seen on social media people like going to bat like about it. Like I saw some posts on LinkedIn and people were like fighting in the comments on LinkedIn. And I was like, mm. why is this happening on LinkedIn on a professional like networking form? I thought it was so like not the right place weird. for that. Or I'm sorry, X. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Got to be correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good show. You should or movie. Sorry. Yeah, movie. And I don't really watch movies, as you guys know. Yeah, but I was true. excited for that one. Well, but good. there was also like a double standard at the same time where people were like saying things about, oh, Barbie was like too pro women. And then at the same token, they'd be like, a woman didn't speak for the first 40 minutes of Oppenheimer. And that's messed up. And I was I was like, what? How does this make sense? <laughs> people do leave it to me right to now. know what's going on on social well, media. I appreciate Oppenheimer, though. Think about the time it was the forties and think about who would have been involved in the forties. Just like you're saying, like, duh. So yeah. It's not yeah. A, yeah. Don't rewrite so, history, but learn from it. Exactly. They're complaining about one thing while the other one is doing the thing that they're complaining about, but they're also complaining about it. Yeah. Yeah. You Double know, standards. You know what I love? Um, and this, this is something we all do this by the way. So, no judgment, but it is something we all do. We love to complain about something that we're not going to do anything about. Do Very about true. That? Do you ever like find your yourself telling people uh, if they come to you and they're like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I will tell myself or I'll tell people like, okay, if you make that decision, you're not going to complain to me about it. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear you complain. <laughs> I, I know you're going to because that's the wrong choice and you know it. So don't come and complain to me about it. I haven't done that as much as I've done the people come and complain all the time. And then I finally get to Cause again, venting it's okay to vent and it's okay to, there's a difference. Yeah. To, to kind of, sometimes you just need to talk things out, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, I got to get the emotion off so that I can think about this rationally. And then I got to talk through it so that I can figure out a way to, to, solve this problem, right? That's a normal thing. And that's something that I, I mean, I do it all the time, but it's something you got to do. It's the people that complain. And then five years later, they're complaining about the exact same thing that they've done nothing about. And so then that's when you, I find myself asking, well, what are you going to do about it? Like, how are you going to solve this problem? And usually that catches them off guard and they get kind of upset for me even asking that question. But it's kind of <laughs> like, if you would just do something about it, you would solve this problem and you, you wouldn't have to complain about it anymore. And it really is like, okay, maybe it's not an easy path, but it's a simple path. Take an action step and you're on your way to solving this problem. <laughs> right. Thanks for that Billie Eilish song, by the way. I will check that one out. And I'm glad you <laughs> liked Barbie. So that's good. Um, yeah. Mentioned Sorry, Twitter I don't have slash, more. No, that's okay because I've, I've got a couple, but Twitter slash X I mentioned and I thought, oh, well, speaking of Elon Musk, Grimes, who, you know, was married to him. Grimes has a new song. You know Grimes, right? Yes. Do I recall you interviewing her at some point? No, I wish. I have a no. memory of you saying that. Or was it Aurora? I've never interviewed either one. That would be cool. Both of them would be awesome. Oh, I like them maybe both, this was a dream. I have some distant <laughs> memory that you said like, oh, I, you know, when I interviewed them or something like Dude, that. Yeah. 
I've done some interviews with bands, but not, not either one of those. Oh, sorry, everyone. That's all right. Grimes would be cool. So <laughs> Grimes, um, if you want to come on the show, just, you know, you know how to get in touch with me. But anyway, brand new song from her. I love it. It's I Want to Be Software. Her, her music is so bizarre. It's so awesome. Like, I love that about it. It's so bizarre. Uh, but I had to throw that one out. This is actually not brand new, but I've been wanting to mention this now for like a month or so now or two. I don't even know when it came out, but NF. NF is an awesome rapper. It's a song called Hope. I feel like, there you go, Hope. We need hope right now. So I'm going to throw hope into the mix. It's a great, if you like rapping, he's phenomenal. Have you ever heard him? I don't know. I probably have. I listen to all kinds of different people. It's that really, really fast rap that you just go, how is that even possible? Like, I, I can't even do it. I even, I, ugh, I'm, special I'm kind of skill, special kind of skill. Um, and then, uh, if you want something, did you know the band shell? They were from Colorado and it's like S H E L in caps. They used to perform. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. So they were a family band first and it was their kid. Well, the dad sang and then it was his kids and it was just, they were all pretty young at the time. They're Cute. far grown now, you know, they're doing their thing and all that, but, um, they, they're all over the place, but they've, they've done some really good stuff. And, uh, one with Gareth Dunlop and it's called hold on. And it's a really cool song, but anyway, I like them. They've got this nice kind of ethereal folky. I don't even know what kind of music they are. Like, I don't know how to explain them, but it's, it's neat. So I'm just throwing that out because if there's any shell fans here, it's a good song. There you go. There's a few songs for the list that I'll put in there. So, you know, the, the list I always talk about, it's the TRBS 2023 playlist. I put it on Spotify because that's what I'm on. If you're on Spotify, go check it out. If you're not on Spotify, go check it out anyway, and then just copy and paste all to whatever the heck you're on right now. Oh, um, I want to give you an update, everybody, but also Caffeinatrix, you can hear this too. Working on the music side. This is really cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you care about my music. <laughs> Thanks um, for including me. <laughs> Everybody else has been asking about the music. You're like, I don't care about your music, Brian. It sucks. You've never said that. Don't worry. I'm just no. exaggerating. Anyway, of you, don't even know. you don't know if it's good or bad, but the reality is, is I'm working on it still. Um, I just, if, if you're watching, you notice that the keyboard is no longer behind me and that's on, on purpose. I've actually got, I can't see it right now, but I've got a back to the future here. I've got community over here. It's the paintball episode, which is amazing. So I did a little bit of new uh, artwork from Brian C. Roll, by the way, which is, he's so awesome. Um, he's been on the show like way back and I'm going to bring him back on the show anyway to talk about his artwork because it's so cool, but still working on composing the music. And I finally am getting to a point where I can actually have my keyboard and computer next to each other because that's kind of important. You can't really do it across the room. So that's been part of my issue right now, but learning all that stuff. And I've been looking into how to distribute the music and stuff too. So I'm getting a lot of really cool information and advice and all kinds of stuff. And uh, there's actually, interestingly, if I had done this, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, it would have been completely different story. But now it's like you distribute through one distributor and they immediately push everything to stuff like Spotify and Apple Music and all that. It's just auto. And then when you get paid, they handle all that. It's all like a really, really systematic kind of thing. So it's a pretty cool setup now that uh, did not exist a few years back. So at least that's not that cool. I know anyway. That's really I don't know cool. anything about that stuff. Do you sing? No, that's I'm just, I'm I just don't know. So that's the thing that I wish. Cause uh, well, I don't wish I could sing, but I wish I could. Okay. <laughs> you could. So, no, you really don't want me to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can play the piano and the keys like all over the place. It's fun. I have fun with that. And so the most of the stuff, all of the stuff that I compose and stuff is all instrumental 
soundtrack style. I was classically trained, so you're going to hear some of that stuff too. But there's so much music that I listen to. Like, um, I mean, Ambientalist does a bunch of this too, or uh, like you mentioned, Aurora and stuff like that. If I could find some some vocalists, like I love working with female vocalists for some reason. If I could find some female vocalists that were just like that, that angelic, soothing voice, you know, in the background, just like they love singing. They just sing, you know, that's just their thing. And I could figure out a way to have them sing something. I also can't write lyrics. That's part of the problem. Um, <laughs> then I would like compose the music and then let them come in and write the lyrics and we'd team up. That would be fun. We'll collab. Yeah, I would be all over that. I mean, like Elenium does that. Or I'm trying to think, uh, I believe Odessa does that too. I don't like, I think the, the actual band and, and the artists, et cetera, they do all the composition and all the instrumental side of things, but then they team up with other singers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They probably write the lyrics and you don't want me writing lyrics. I came up with some fantastic lyrics the other day. I mean, it was so bad. It was awesome. Great. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I really liked it. Practice perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. I guess I could do like the weird Al kind of thing, you know, where he's funny and I'm not like mine's just really bad. So I could do the whole, like the worst lyrics possible ever. They don't run. But make them sound good. Yeah. Yeah. People, a lot of times I think they listen for the sound. I'm guilty of this too. Yeah. Over the words. Like I don't really pay attention to what like is being said sometimes in terms of message, especially with rap. If yeah. I like the beat and I like, how they're writing the beat. I'm like, yeah, I like this song. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I do the same it's thing where I don't listen to the lyrics much. And then you finally do. And you're like, Oh yeah. Should be listening that happens to, to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of, uh, you know what the music means. It is instrumental and it's fun. And anyway, thanks for being on. Appreciate it. It was fun having you on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're like on a monthly basis. It just makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully so. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Anyway. Well, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. We got oh, more coming. I think we'll have a new guest next week, which I'm pretty excited about. So enjoy the week. Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.